What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle cough, Scottsdale Party Animal Cough. Hey, me. I was worried about you, man. Yeah, I was. Trade goes down. Middle cough is asleep. (laughs) I was worried about you. It had been a long day. Where is he? I'm like, somebody, I'm calling local jails. Trying to find out if you're somewhere and somebody needs to get you your cell phone so you can tweet. Uh, I was concerned. You know, guy, when you uh, you tee off at around 11, you drink the night before and you keep on drinking, and then you know you don't eat that much. You're doing double vodkas by the 10th hole, and then you you really cap it all off with the buffet at the uh, at the casino. It just takes you to a new level of you can't wait for your bed at 9 o'clock. You're just out like a light. I understand. No, I understand. I landed 11.30 or so, uh, maybe 11.15, I don't know, Saturday night. The not was watching a movie on the plane. Was totally unaware that Antonio Brown got traded until about 45 minutes or so after. I get on Twitter. I start texting you furiously. No replies. I check, check Twitter. No tweets. Uh, people are asking me where you are. Like, I, you know, I'm like, I don't. I alerted local authorities, like I said, and uh, I'm just glad you're fine. I'm glad you're okay, and we can react to the Antonio Brown trade today on this Sunday did, afternoon. Did you, did you have the information? Like, did you know the deal, like, last night when you hit the ground, like, what they had traded and they signed? Yeah, I'm just extension? scrolling. I knew they, there had been a third and a fifth. That stuff still— Gotcha. Yeah. You, but, but so that you knew third and a fifth last night. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, which was part of the reason I was having so much fun on Twitter, because I was like, you know, like— they didn't trade a first. Like, this is just all gravy. Because we still get to talk about their three first-round picks. It, they didn't even trade their second. I mean, there, there is no disputing. We'll get into Let's it. Let's get right into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're, we're all fired up. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Ease. E-A-Z-E. Ease is the best delivery platform to get the best legal, licensed, fully tested marijuana products delivered to you in California. Just got to be 21 or over, and you can get verified online in minutes. Yep, guy, going, uh, just keep spreading the word. East Bay, North Bay, Southern California, with people from Fresno this weekend, they're using it. It's everywhere, ease.com. Guy, they just went into Portland. They just infiltrated the Orange County. 
and they're everywhere. And the great part about using Ease.com for edibles, pre-rolls, vapes, uh, topicals, is that with our promo code HAM, you get $20 off your first purchase. And then, guy, if you go over $50, which it's pretty easy to do, you get a free delivery. I got to think Ease is doing well in uh, the Napa Valley, John. When I was going to the airport, uh, when would that have been? Friday. Yeah. I actually ran into you. Yeah. It, there was some just – Ease has just premium signing on the way to uh, the Bay Bridge, right, coming from Oakland. Looks great. Okay. I mean, great, just great signage. I haven't seen just it, but I'll One big sign right before uh, – smooth. They had the same one on the I-80 in SAC when you entered, getting off the causeway. They got they – got, Ease.com is coming. Yes. It was good to be in on the ground floor here, and you can get in too. And as John said, tell your friends, E-A-Z-E, Ease.com, regular discounts, price drops, 20 bucks off your first order with promo code HAM. Promo code HAM, promo code HAM. I was uh, last week. I was getting a haircut, and uh, I walk in, and there's a guy in the chair. He's got like one of those warm towels wrapped all the way around his head. You know, he's getting like a full treatment, and he's telling the barber about how he just went downtown a few days prior and got a CBD oil massage. Whoa! <laughs> have you heard of this? No, I have not. <laughs> but uh, he, you know, the, by the way, how about speaking of massage? How about the right you when I saw you at the airport on Friday? You're like, have you read the Wright Thompson article? I said, no, from the combine. So I'm just reading it while we're sitting there. How about everybody in the NFL using the phrase crafty? Yeah, like I'm going to crafty. get a craft. I'm going to get a crafty. <laughs> it's hard to walk in because at the casino I stayed at, the Talking Stick, actually a pretty cool casino. Yeah. Uh, there is a spa upstairs and went to use it. And it's hard to walk into a spot. Now, it's a higher end. You know, it's like facials and, you know, saunas and steam rooms. It's not like a massage parlor. Right. But it's hard to enter a spa moving this, moving forward and not immediately think about a crafty and just Bob Kraft. Yeah. He is, he came up multiple times randomly. Like he's, he's a talking point right now. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's incredible. That's incredible. All as right. As is Antonio. Yeah, as is Antonio. That's right, John. Uh, third and a fifth. This, you know, it's easy to forget the weekend started with a report from Rap Sheet that Buffalo was working on a trade for him. What was so, that, like Thursday night? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. it was Thursday night. Um, third and a fifth. That, not, guy, not working on a trade. Like, it's a done deal. There it is. NFL oh, I, Network thought, said, I thought it was He's like, coming. He said it's a done deal. I thought it was like. It's well, he kinda... didn't say the words done deal. He just said, there it is. And, and then at NFL tweeted, like, he's on the move to Buffalo. Like, it. Everyone kind of ran with it like he was going to Buffalo. Gotcha. But it, yeah. Uh, but he's tweeted about this one. His son has been in a Raiders helmet. Derek Carr's tweeted at him. Everybody's tweeted about it. Coletio Semele didn't tweet about it, but we'll get to him later. Got uh, shit on him on the way out, huh? <laughs> $19.8 million a year in new money. 30, uh, $30 million guaranteed. There wasn't any guaranteed previously. And uh, he got paid. He got paid, John, which in the end is what this is all about. Well, I think there are so many different angles of this. In a vacuum, no one on this podcast is disputing he's a great player, an all-time great player. You, you could argue. I do. I was looking at his numbers thinking you could argue he's been the best player in the NFL for the last, whatever, five years. In the NFL. Yeah. Like you disagree with that? Yeah. No, I mean, that I mean, quarterbacks I mean, are weird, but. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Yes. 100%. 
I don't think you could you could have a fucking legit case. Uh, remember the game that he had against the Raiders? Do I remember the game he had against the Raiders? <laughs> 280 yards. Wasn't it the biggest, most yards by a receiver without scoring a touchdown? Yeah, because it was, was it, it was an incredible performance. Was it 19 catches? What was it? I thought it was 17, 17 but it was like yeah. 280. It, it, it was high. And uh, just a back-breaking play. Remember the game was tied with like 15 seconds yes. left, and they throw a quick screen, and he gets him in a field goal range. Like, how did that happen? But, so in a vacuum, great player. Three and a fifth, not very much for a great player. I, I, I do think you have to look at it like this, because I didn't read the Bill Barnwell article, but I guess the headline at ESPN was the Raiders fleece the Steelers. Oh, I didn't know that. He was not going anywhere where there was going to be no new money. One big reason the Bills deal fell through wasn't because he didn't want to go to Buffalo. It was because they were not going to give him this quote-unquote new money. And the Raiders ultimately capitulated to that when no other teams would, guy. 30 other teams. So part of the reason the you know they acquired them at the price, which I give them credit, they they paid a solid price, you know. Inter, I mean, like a uh, a, a team con- friendly deal. Third and fifth is nothing. But to give him new money, which again, I, I have no problem with what he's being paid. He's a twenty million dollar player. Because like you said, you could argue he's been the best player in the league for six years. So I I don't, I don't even look at him like overpaid. My, my first reaction goes, you're telling me that this guy, he is going to succeed with the Raiders. Like, that, that's my first thing. This guy, after what I just witnessed with Gruden, the madness, I, you know, Derek, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I saw a st- well, I, I, When I think Antonio Brown, I go, perfect fit Derek Carr. That's not the fucking guy I think. And I know he likes him, and they had fun at the Pro Bowl. It's like, what are you talking about, middle class? Yeah, and I think Derek's going to like playing with him. But I, th- there was a stat today I think Albert Brewer tweeted out. He He's one of the greatest post-play extenders that's ever played at receiver. Like when the first couple reads break down and the quarterback has to scramble, that's when he just doesn't work. And obviously Big Ben is one of the greatest keep play alive guys in NFL history. I think it was sharp football or someone broke it, you know, Warren sharp football. Yeah. That Derek's the worst at that in the NFL. But you know what's interesting about him? What's interesting about him though is like there have been, there have been quarterback wide receiver marriages that we thought didn't make sense, right? Like uh, Dwayne Bow. What was one? Like, was it Alex and Dwayne Bow? No, it wasn't Dwayne Bow. Who was it? Macklin. Who they have that was like, was it Macklin that was kind of a deep threat? And it was like, wait a second, is this, but it was Andy. Reg- yeah, they, they, they signed Macklin to like $40 million, remember? Because they had the year before they had not scored a wide receiver touchdown. That's right. That's right. But like the thing I would say with Derek is I, Derek Carr is not physically incapable of getting the ball down the field. Well, see, see, and I think I even jumped the gun with even bringing up Derek. I, I think part of it, my, my first reaction goes, you fucking hit the nuke. You blew the thing up. So you're starting over, and everyone's, you know, just, it is what it is now. Then you go and get a 31-year-old that you got to pay, which, again, the paying part doesn't really bother me, and you didn't pay that much to acquire him. But that doesn't that defeat the purpose of the plan? And that's where I go. So even before Derek, because I'm with you, if Derek plays better, he, they should be fine. But I, I don't quite – when none of the other teams in the league looked at it and thought that it was a – you know, I, I just – Okay. This team – 
So a few things. Let, let's let me try and put all these things in a little box. Because you're right. It's not like Derek. Derek should, in theory, if he's playing well, be a good outside the pocket thrower, right? And, me, and yeah, exactly. But let's put a few little things in boxes here. Firstly, um, just the deal itself, a third and a fifth, and give Antonio Brown money. Are you good with that from the Raiders' perspective? I am. Yes. Okay. Yes. Secondly, because you agree, like. At 19-8, whatever it is, and they pay 17 It's like, who cares? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and I know he's 31, but he still he's, he is still a really good player. And even if he's not the same player next year, that's still a really, 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 really good player, I think. We're on the same page, guy. We're on the same page there. Two, I agree with you. I think part of what you're saying is a reaction to they fleeced them, where it's like, well— Part of why they were in position to do this deal is because other teams weren't willing to do what they just did, right? That's part of the point you're making. So I think we agree. Well, like, if other teams in the NFL would have given a third and a fourth or whatever for, or, you know, whatever. Because the Bills were prepared to flip nine and 20. So that's box number three. I'd would rather, you rather give Would you rather th- have nine, if you're the Steelers, than three and five? Yes, but if I'm the team acquiring him, I'd rather do what the Raiders did than what the Bills were. I'd rather pay in money than in first-round picks. Completely agree. Like, the Raiders had a much better offer than the Bills. For Antonio. For, for Antonio. For Antonio Brown the human, not for the Steelers. But a- Antonio had this trump card that no one else really in the league, besides, like like you said, five or six guys, because he's, hell, he might be the top guy, that he just like, I'm not going to show up. And I think everyone's been watching him from clutch to the Instagram. It's like, I, I don't know if he's, he might just be crazy enough. Like, I don't know if he's bullshitting. You know, this guy's, <laughs> this guy's nuts. Well, you notice we didn't hear from Rosenhaus at all. And then the deal is done and Rosenhaus is on TV. Like, Mayock's a genius. He's an incredible <laughs> deal maker. We're so happy. We, 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 you know, this was all part of the plan. We worked well together. It's like, wait, Rose, are, are, you, are, you with, are you with me that Drew can sell? You watch that video. You're like, God damn, the Raiders are like the Pats. I watched that video and was like, Oh, Rosenhouse is an agent. I didn't even like he, that's his agent. I I don't know. Um, it makes sense, I guess. But he is a smooth operator, though. Once yeah, the camera goes on, phenomenal. He's like, you know, Mike. I, you know, you guys would be lucky to have him back, and I'd be lucky to have him gone. It was hard to win that one. It's like, Jesus, Drew is it? I was thinking if I was in the league, I'd probably want that guy on my fucking side. <laughs> don't you? Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like you gotta um, feel pretty good with him as your agent. Oh, right. If you're the player, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, it's a, it's basically a no. Like he would be my guy. Right. Like I, we, we make, I make fun of Clutch all the time. Like to me, Clutch, I don't feel great like about their standing in the league and their power. Like that guy clearly has taken it to another level now, and he's a closer. Right. He gets shit done. He gets dudes paid. And so, but he, but he kind of does it normal. You know, it's. He didn't really take this off, right? It was kind of Antonio. Yeah, but but again, like we don't like he had the guy that was doing sit ups in the front yard, like. But my point that was like 15 years ago. To me, he's grown a little. No, I'm no, not no, saying no. he doesn't have that in him. Uh, I'm just saying the player represented by Drew was doing all the stuff that he was doing, and we don't know how much of it Drew was secretly telling him. Yeah, yeah, yeah do this. Here's the plan. You just go nuts on Instagram, and this is going to work out for us. You think there's a chance that he was a part of that? You're yes. right. I mean, I can't, yeah, you're right. Because yeah. he is smart, right? Yes, he's really smart. And I'm with you. I, he's a really good agent. Um, okay. Well, if so you're we, Antonio right now, you were hugging the shit out of him. He just got you $30 million extra, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're, you're, you'd make out with him. I mean, that's just. Okay. He, he, Antonio's got four contracts, guys, that's coming in the league. He's 
Four. It's unheard of. And three more. Quarterbacks don't do four contracts. No. (laughs) It's insane. Um, But it's not really because he is good enough, but it's just he's he's a character. So so here's the thing now back. I want to go back to something you were saying about the Raiders and like why do you you trade guys you're resetting but then you sign a 31 year old I mean I know they were trading players for picks but did we ever think Gruden was really going to spend like three years rebuilding a team and we fully expected him to trade one we've been talking about this for months that he's going to trade one of these first rounders for an established veteran now he didn't do it at least not yet he traded the third and a fifth but like I, I I I'm not waiting. He wants to try and win right now. Of course he does. Yes. And I get why he did this deal. And I really think there are a lot of worse deals out there that he could have done than getting Antonio Brown for a third and a fifth and spending some money. Well, yeah, I don't think that's arguable. Like This is a good deal for the Raiders in a vacuum on paper. They acquired a good player. They didn't have to pay that much money. They ha- They acquired an elite player. But I think when you get outside the vacuum, you go, this guy played with the Steelers, which I think many people just would consider a top four or five organization, not in football, but in sports. Yeah. I mean, they've been winning since before we were born. And they just consistently win, and they consistently do high-level shit. And this guy just – there were times, I think people forget this, this notion, because I see people tweeting to me like, Middlecoff, it's so overrated that he's a diva, he's the hardest worker. No one has argued or disputed like he works hard at practice or he plays hard in games. Like those are those are not knocks on him. His knock was, yeah, sometimes he just wouldn't show up to the Steelers, who again have been paying him a shitload of money. It's not like, you know what, the Steelers were screwing him kind of like Bill. Guy, they paid him. I, we might have talked about this on the podcast or off the podcast. They paid him going into his third year before he, I think he had 86 career catches. So like they took, they knew they had a star when he was young, and then they kept breaking him off. So they always took care of him. Now Roethlisberger, here's another thing. I, I saw some media member tweet, "How is Roethlisberger going unscathed in all this? What are you talking about? People are ripping Roethlisberger left and right, unscathed? No, I'd say he's getting more shit. I'd say the casual fan, even people like me and you that are kind of laughing with Antonio, but also like God, he's a little nuts, have constantly been saying." Yeah, we do understand what he's saying about Ben, right? Right, right. So I, I think Roethlisberger has kind of got eviscerated in all this as well. And I I just go, the Raiders organization, the turmoil, the change, the constant just, I mean, they quit on the season week one. It was just some crazy shit. Now they've turned it over a lot, and Derek's, you know, trying to get his footing back under him to get a guy that just never seems to be happy even when he's constantly being paid, who also never seems to quite get the ball enough when he's been constantly fed the ball, I, I, that, that's a risky, risky proposition. Now, I, I, I do hear fans that are saying the risk first reward. Yeah, they, they didn't risk that much. But they did risk trying to kind of just Derek Gruden's team and you got this guy that has a huge personality. So it's one thing to go, we coach him at the Senior Bowl, or I mean the Pro Bowl. You know, Gruden's at the Pro Bowl because he called it forever. So he got to be around him. He's called Steeler Games. Derek played with him. They liked each other. Like, I'm not arguing any of that stuff. It's another thing when the fucking OTAs, not even the everyone gets along in OTAs, but like training camp. And once the games start and he, he comes, they lose week one 
30 to 10, and he had six targets and four catches, and he's hot. And where, where, where are the cameras going? Yeah. Going Seth Roberts, or are they going to 84? Because I'll tell you where I'd go if I had the camera. If they ever let Haberman and Middlecoff back in, I'd go right to 84. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We should say full disclosure as we're getting excited about the trade. I mean, we're, we're businessmen. Um, that we talked last week that we didn't think the environment was a great was a good fit for him. That's my that's my only negative guy. But and that's no, what people I like, think I'm a hater. Like yeah, no, but, I, right. And so let me uh, not help you out, but you're not saying you wouldn't have done the deal if you're them. You're saying this deal has a lower percentage chance of working here than somewhere else because in theory in Pittsburgh you should have one of the highest percentage chances of working. The wrench in that is that Ben is difficult. Ben's difficult. Like I, but don't you think everyone that. that you've listened to talk admits that and openly talks about that? Yeah, I'm just saying it's really an incredible testament to the Steelers organization that they have Ben and Le'Veon and Antonio, and it worked as long as it worked. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, 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 part of that. The point is, part of that is Ben now. For the A.B. and Derek thing, I thought I think Vic Tafer made an interesting point on Twitter Saturday night or Sunday morning. And it was in conjunction with some of the stuff that Gruden has said about Kyler Murray. The premise being, if Gruden could draft Kyler, he probably would. Right? Like, I think a lot of people, we think that. if He, had a, he probably would draft Kyler if he could. Or at least that he's, he'd strongly consider it. And Vic's point was, one thing that getting Antonio Brown does is... It gives you a really clear kind of make or break year for Carr if you're Gruden or any just any of us evaluating. We're not going to be able to say at the end of this year, oh, well, they didn't really have any receivers. Let's see. And then you've got a much better idea going into Vegas what you want to do with the quarterback position if but, it doesn't but I, go well. But someone tweeted at me, so this we can cut out all the BS about Derek being gone. And I said, we're about to find out. And, and then I got a bunch of people like, Middle Cup, you've been saying he's going to the Cardinals. Yes, like everyone, I think he's going to the Cardinals. There is a chance, though, we are getting okey-doked by the Cardinals. Yeah. And, and, and they make a move with the Raiders. There now, is, except here's the one thing I keep saying about that is like. But we're going to find out here relatively soon, uh, you think. I, I, the one part I don't totally get is like, because uh, I agree. You and I talked about this on the pod recently. Like, are we sure? This is a little weird. But if would it really, make less sense to if they were able to get Kyler to have Antonio Brown on the roster? Would it make less like I think you get a great player, you just take a great player in theory. I don't think it makes less sense with Kyler than with Derek. Well, I mean, I just think like to me, like if the Raiders got Kyler Murray, I wouldn't go, oh, well, now this Antonio Brown thing's a waste. I great player. Well, I think I I I guarantee you this. Whenever the AB press conference has happens, the one thing Gruden's going to say is one of the reasons I want this guy here is I want everyone to see how to practice. He said it before. He's going to say it again. Like, he's going to look at him. And that, again, guy, this is the disconnect I have. Yeah. He's going to look at him like a role model. <laughs> and I'm telling you, that don't, don't you agree with that? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and that's, that's and that's not because the, the one thing we've seen there's evidence here, right? Like, don't expect Antonio Brown to show up, and there not be any issues. Exactly. Like, and, like and we'd be, you'd be say, naive to think, hard, that, but he practices hard. 
We know he practices hard. That hasn't, that is not, I've never heard the Steelers mention one thing, you know, God, if we could just get him to work hard and yeah. practice. Like, it's, that not a, not it's not a debatable point. Yeah, no, no one's arguing about it. Right. It's, there are going to be issues. That is, that is not even arguable. Well, because think about up. it, John. It's not just Antonio Brown. Like Gruden, he's not a guy that's. Well, yeah, you know Gruden's pretty low key. He doesn't get into it with anybody. Yeah, I, I think Gruden and Antonio will have a seamless transition running the offense. They, they won't have any disagreements. Now, I will say, I think Derek's a lot easier to be around. Derek than ben. in this position, I, I do think you that tape for take is strong. If Derek's still the quarterback, which I expect him to be, I just think there's this crazy wild card that is Kyler Murray that I, I can't predict the future. I, I don't know. It is out there. So just something to keep an eye on. But if Derek's the guy, you're right. It, it puts a insane amount of pressure. And I bet fans were like, good, he needs it, which it is a positive. But to me, part of like, there's one thing to add pressure. Like if you got a Julio Jones or Odell's, you know, or even Odell, but Odell's a little more like Antonio, that you'd go, well, so he's got to produce and he needs the pressure, but He's also kind of got to manage just being the quarterback, this kind of big personality. I, I think it's going to be a challenge. I just – I don't think they've ever – he's ever played with anyone even close to that. Crabtree was the closest, and what happened at the end? And Crabtree's pretty low-key as long as things are going well. And right when Crabtree got here, things started going well, right? And here was the other thing for Crabtree. That first year, he's playing on a $2 million deal. So he had double middle fingers up at the league. Right to see like I'm Michael Crabtree, I'm still a good player. Has the best season of his career, and then the next year they were just good. And they were a 12 win team, and he had one of the best years of his career. And then the following year, when it just didn't go that well, that's when it got off the rails. But couldn't you say that coming in, like they're probably not going to be very good. They were one of, I think we'd all agree they're the least talented team in the league. Now, I think that's the other thing to address. Is like, what do we do? Do we look at them? Because I think some, you know, some you start looking for the Mark Davis is going to deliver on that promise to have a parade in Oakland. He's got one year to do it or two. We'll see. Uh, I, like he's a really good player, but I'm with you. This to me doesn't guarantee anything in terms of how many more games they're going to win this year. Well, I, I got a lot of guy. What if they get Le'Veon Bell too? Could they make the playoffs? Like, they just signed Le'Veon yeah, Bell. right. They got three first-rounders and a high second-rounder. So, yeah. then they would have Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, uh, Rashawn Gary, let's say, Nikhil Harry, and Noah Font. Fant. You know, or Greedy Williams. Or, you know, let's just say they get three legit... Hell, and another dude with a tight second. Like, you, you do see... They do have a lot of inventory in the draft. Yeah. I, but I think the question is that... It... It, you'd be hard-pressed to say two of their, let's say, two of their top four picks are big impact players. Like, all four should immediately show talent and stuff, but to expect that every guy is going to be the equivalent of, like, Nick Chubb, Devontae Adams, you know, you just, like, super uh, Marcus Lattimore and uh, Alden Smith. Like, that's that's unreal. We, we, we all watch the draft a lot knowing that if you had eight first-round draft picks, Let's just say Team X had eight first-round draft picks. Probably four of them would be really good players. That's just we've seen it over and over. So if you go three, and I'll even factor in pick thirty-five, so your four picks, more the the, the history would show. Even if Bill Polian's drafting, you're probably going to hit on two of the four. If you do a great job, three, and even if it is three, some players are slow to develop. 
right? right? Not every guy hits the ground running as a 22-year-old in the NFL. Devontae Adams was a bust two years into his career. So I, I think it's the expectations on those guys, let's say if they do get a Le'Veon Bell, and then if they sign Le'Veon Bell, we can just say, yeah, the rebuilding thing got thrown out the window. The pressure on those rookies would then go up tenfold, right? I'm not viewing this at any point as a rebuild. Not because that's not Gruden. Like I just, you know, like I don't think John thinks like that. And certainly I can't imagine Mayock. Well, I, I got this. I texted a couple people in the NFL. I said, do you think Mayock, it, I've been listening, my personal thought on this, we've been listening to Mayock talk about players forever. I got a pretty good idea what his philosophies are, the type of players he likes. He's a little old school. Would Mike Mayock have wanted Antonio Brown? Regardless of, you know, even if you get for cheap, starting like kind of, putting their stamp in the Raider star. Right. If this was you year one of Mayock and he had yeah. whoever, Dennis Allen in his first year as the head coach. I got multiple people say no. Now, did everyone's like, well, what do you, what do you mean? Because then I, I tweeted out, like, I don't think this was Mayock's idea. And they're like, well, he crushed the negotiations. Well, yeah. If your boss tells you, you have to go buy this piece of land, and you're like, I don't want that piece of land. But my superior tells me I got to go get it. Well, if you're going to go get it, you're not then going to negotiate a shitty deal. You're going to try to get the best deal for that piece of land. So I don't blame him if he knows John wants him to get the best deal, as he should. He's smart. He's going to well, be good at that. But, but, John, but that is part of the thing, right? The question, he's never done this, can he get good deals? So, like, your boss might send you to go get a good deal. You still got to get a good deal. No, but, I, but I think most of us... We never know till we start doing it. Kind of gave Mayock the benefit of the doubt because he's really small. No doubt. He's gonna be, I, no no doubt. I'm just. Yeah. yeah, I'm not shocked at that idea. No, I'm just saying. I don't know how anybody can think it's Mayock's idea. Gruden's clearly in charge. But if Mayock was the difference between trading a third and a fifth and trading a second, then he's already he's making his money. He's valuable to the organization. If he just understands draft value better than Gruden, or at least maybe not even understands it, it's probably not the right word just values it more right if Mayock is the reason that deal was a third and a fifth and not something bigger if Mayock said look we are way better off paying him what he wants than trying to get him for a first and paying him less money whatever then that's the deal if he was if that was him then good 100 and it, it might like I, I I am the least concerned with Mike in his ability just to do normal stuff. Now, do I expect him to do like crazy, crazy Roseman deals all the time? You know, I no. But I mean, it's I have I have faith in him being able to do what he's asked to do. It's just pretty clear. Like they had been talking about this guy for a while since well before Mike got here. And that's not. I'm not trying to diminish Mike's role. I I've said all along, John should just let Mike pick the players and just coach the team. Now that's I can say that it's not a realistic thing though right yeah that's not the way it's going to happen so yeah if mike at any point kind of stepped in because we were talking maybe you said this early in the podcast <laughs> i'm a little fuzzy right I now i understand or might have said it uh before that should buffalo have just fucking bit the bullet and paid antonio brown now in their mind well we we're not going to do the pick swap if I got to pay him too. That, that that would be a bad deal. So maybe they're like, we're out, right? I, I, I would understand that if you're Buffalo. Like we're giving you, we're giving nine to 20 or whatever. He already makes a shit ton. We're not going to give him new money. That's, that's kind of crazy business. Now, if they were given a three and five, they said, well, you can give us your three and five or your three and your four 
and you just you know if you got to convince them to come if they if they were also given that scenario and didn't pay them then they're idiots because they should have right because if you're willing to do it like there's no disputing the better deal is a three and a five in money than just even nine. Right. Right. Yep. I think Unla- unless, five, unless part of that was him saying, I'm not even like Rosenhaus saying we're not negotiating with the bills. Like we, we, we think what's their, what's their, that might've like been they, a, like, don't you think they would have known Thursday? There's a deal out there to be made with the Raiders. Like, like you said, they've been talking about this forever. Well, guy, I had heard midweek that one of the reasons the Raiders were out was because they didn't want to give them new money. That's why I think when the deals all fell through, like on Friday night, or I guess it was Thursday night, because all these teams were like, what the fuck? This guy, he makes a ton. That's the thing. All, all the player empowerment people on Twitter are like, good for him. Like, he's been making a ton. He has not been getting screwed. I want to get. He has not been an indentured servant. I okay? want to get to the player empowerment coming up. But I do have one more AB question before we move on, unless you have something else on him. My, it's a very basic question because I was watching the video of him on uh, his going on his Instagram, just like hanging out in his backyard, wearing a red. I love how I love when his kid and he, Otto is yeah. always around. He's like Otto, Otto. autonomy, <laughs> autonomy Brown. Is that his real name? Like A U T O autonomy. So it's Auto A U T O. It's like if people haven't seen it, it's not like O T T O. But Antonio's like out by the jungle gym, yeah, in the backyard, showing showing his abs. What do you, what do you think that is that in Florida? You think that pad looks like it? Yeah. I think he's from Florida, so I'd, I, that's what I'd guess. Uh, but my question, I have a very basic question. Do you think somebody just went to the mall and bought him a Raiders hat today? or, or Well, he th- the person he thanked. Somebody yeah. sent it? No. Because he had I, a Raiders helmet already. Yeah. Did that get I overnighted? You, you could probably go to the local like. Or he might shop. have, like, maybe got a helmet from a friend. You know, like, so maybe some guys have, like, other people's helmets. Yeah, I would imagine the you know the people that he knows or friends with some people, you know they could have. He get sent it. somebody to the local lids, and they got or like the mall, and they got a Raiders hat. You think? Or just someone made a call, and the dude had a Raider helmet at his house. They're like, bring it over. But what about you the know? hat? Brand new hat had the hologram on it. I'm just well, wondering. To, to me, that that's pretty easy. The helmet's more impressive to get that quick. No doubt. Hat, I know it's right? easy. I just love the idea of somebody that, like Antonio's friend walking into the mall, like having to race over to the mall to get a hat because Antonio wants to go live on Instagram in ten minutes. That's all. Yeah, right. Would if like would he have had a Titans helmet today if he had been a Titan <laughs> or Redskin helmet? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, all right, Antonio Brown's changing the game. Anything else to say on the trade for now? I mean, we'll have plenty. Yeah. Um, I want to get to him, but. I, I, I just think this is, if it fails and it just does not go well, to me it's going to, the Gruden quote-unquote culture, and it could derail Derek's career. Like, if Derek's really bad with this guy, he's going to get crushed. Yeah, that's a good point. Because the one thing is, we know Antonio Brown's good. So Derek, everyone thought he had this good season last year. I kind of disagree. I didn't think he was that good. There is immense. That, that is the one thing, Vic. I that's that tweet is dead on. There is immense pressure on him. Like, is there is there any? Can can we get my bookie odds on where, who the first pass attempt is thrown to? Well, we were supposed to have my bookie. I think on the podcast this week it might be a little bit on me. I don't have the script in front of us, so. We'll look into uh, that. Yeah, I I'm will. just saying, like, there is no way Jalen Rashard gets the first pass attempt this year. Like, that is going into that first ball is going into quadruple coverage if it has to for AB. Yes, he's going to throw some picks over to 84 side. 
Did you see the the clip of him in the jungle gym going, DC, I'm open. <laughs> and it's funny, but he's kind of serious. Like, hey, Derek, this guy's yelling I'm open at you every fucking play. Well, he might that, be open, John. Well, I know he's going to be some of the time. Well, but most he, of the time. He, don't you think he believes even when, I, even when I'm covered, I'm open? And I would like say I'd throw him the rock. I will not he, get mad at jump balls to Antonio Brown. Not even he jump balls. At, he ain't looking at any of these dudes like equals. Now, if they get – you realize how if you're a Raider fan, though, the hope and the power of these picks, and if you sign, were to sign Le'Veon, like, damn, I got Le'Veon Bell. I add, you know, just one of those, like uh, Akeem Butler or Nikhil Harry. Maybe I draft a tight end, too. Like, you, you could – Sell yourself. Oh, like, yeah, baby. We're back. No doubt. Let's, no matter what happens this year, let's not forget the optimism of the spring, okay? Uh, all right, so. Man, like, like, you didn't want him here. Of course I wanted him here. Do you <laughs> want to talk about Marcel Aitman? <laughs> no, I'm glad he's here. I hope Le'Veon comes next. No doubt. Uh, all right, Antonio Brown changed the game for everybody. I saw a lot of that. I know you saw a lot of that on Twitter, like, like just showing players the way to go about their business. And then to me, what's funny is that's on one extreme. Like, this is how you get it done. Good for him. The other end of the spectrum is like, he is selfish. He should not get rewarded for this. This is outrageous. He's not a team player. I hope he's proud of himself. He's like, yeah, honestly, guys, I'd be showing my stomach and yelling about not reporting. If you promised me, I'd get $30 million at the end of it. So it's hard to hate him because he's got, you know, he's got a family. Now there is a happy balance, right? Be a member of a team, blah, 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 blah. But everyone freaking out today about how Antonio Brown is showing everybody the blueprint and changing the game and player empowerment. Okay, yeah, there's like five guys on his level, maybe. It just and Bryce Harper's the same deal, John. Now Bryce didn't do all this stuff that Antonio's doing, but it goes to show if you're great, if you have the thing that people want, which is greatness, then you can wait it out, and in the end, you'll win. They both went about it different ways, but in the end, they both won. Bryce and Antonio Brown. Why? Because they're better than 99.9% of the other players in the league. I was thinking about this on the Uber ride over. I was like, well, would Antonio have won if Gruden didn't exist? Like if Gruden hadn't come back? Good question. But then I thought, well, then there, there's always one. And that's when you're that good and you saw it with the Phillies. You know, there was just one team willing to go above and beyond. There's always one. Because when you're good, you can always – convince someone in their mind I can I want I, I need this guy this yeah. guy's worth it because financially unlike the Bryce thing it's not crazy at all for the Raiders right, right. 30 million dollars really nothing uh and I, I think you also look at it like this there's gonna be some movement in the NFL like could Julio pull this off let's say Julio does the same shit well yeah guys he's Julio fucking Jones so if they like Emmett Smith held out one day, eventually got paid. Cam Chancellor held out, eventually he got paid. Have the backup right guard hold out. Have the uh, rotational linebacker hold out. Tell me how that goes. I'll tell you how it goes. It won't go well. Le'Veon Bell did not show up, and they're like, okay, whatever. Well, how is this and new? He, like that's the part I don't get. Because I, what I don't understand, guy, and why are people like? Is there any middle ground on this? Is there any middle ground? I, I do know where there's middle ground, and this is where people in the media, and I think some fans on Twitter, like most fans, do you know what they care about first and foremost? Their team. They want their team to do well. So if you're a Steeler fan right now, I can't blame you for going, fuck that guy. You don't need to burn his jersey. You don't need to tweet at how you're going to beat up his family members. But you can think in your mind, like, fuck that guy. He quit on my team. 
He demanded getting out of my organization. Like, they're a fan of the team first. And luckily, in the NFL, unlike the other two sports, your team still has a lot of juice to control a lot of this stuff. You think it's fun being like a Pelican fan or a Knicks fan or, hell, even like a Laker fan right now? The NBA is a league of player empowerment. They're like four good teams, guy. So I, th- this is an outlier situation because, like you said, he's great. He isn't good. He isn't like a decent pro bowler. He's the best white or has been. I, I had a bu- scout buddy said that, you know, you could argue it. You could nitpick the top now, but, you know, his resume speaks for itself. I think him and Julio, just based on resumes right now in the NFL, right, are just guys. They're a little older. 30, yeah, I, I just think, like, if you said, I got to play a game today, who sh- who's the first receiver I want on my team? Like, it might be – you could make the case that it's Antonio Brown. Yeah. You might even say, beyond quarterback, who's the first player I take on offense? And it might be Antonio Brown. 100%. Now, but that, to me, like, why, why does Kevin – why does there player empowerment in – like, yeah, he's Anthony Davis. He's LeBron James. Like, have Andre Iguodala try to do that. Like, he, the Warriors were on the fence about letting him go to sack. And if they had not been winning championships, championships, they would not have given him a little extra money. It took championships. And Andre Iguodala is like a borderline Hall of Famer. You know, it's just this notion that player empowerment. No, it's, it's like top, it's like, Five, six guys in every sport. And yeah, in non-quarterbacks in the NFL, there's a select few that could pull it off. And quarterbacks like Khalil, don't. No, because they just get paid so much. <laughs> but I, I think like Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald last year. Yeah, they had they had some juice. But they, how many Khalil Mack and Aaron Donalds are there? I think you're seeing it right now like D Ford. I, think, I guess Frank Clark was the one I saw the report today said he won't show up for training camp if he doesn't get a new deal. He's right on the fence. To that team, he's really important. But, like, D- I saw D4, like, yeah, I'll sign the franchise tag. Of course, because he's – they don't really want to pay him franchise money. He's probably not a franchise player, but he's a really good player. Yeah. But I think they view him as a replaceable player. Now, a tough player to replace. Like, look at last year, uh, Marcus Peters. He They traded him for, like, a third. Part of getting traded in the NFL, it's either money or when you have – and character, people think character, they think, like, arrests and stuff. The NFL, it, it's why the Kaepernick thing got so out of control. The, on its most basic level, it just likes quiet players. It wants players, even your good ones. Like, well, sport. I wouldn't just say I wouldn't even say the NFL. Sports are like that traditionally, right? Like, you know, I just everyone loves a guy that just puts his head down and does his work, quote unquote. Yeah. But I think like that's, in the, that's NBA, a the NBA is about individuals. And I, I agree with what you're saying. Like from I, a I just, coach's perspective, maybe. Yeah, it's the point football I'm more than anything. They would want. Now you're right. I mean, every any team would want unlimited Tim Duncan's or unlimited Larry Fitzgeralds. But I think in football more than any, just because the nature of the sport and just how everyone screen, like the more you fall in line, like militaristically, the easier everything kind of goes, and it just makes it on other people. And that has not really been a beast thing. Now he's been so good. Even and T.O. was like this up until a tipping point. That when you're that, remember T.O. fucking had ten catches on a broken leg in the Super Bowl. You know, there's like he could do some weird shit. But even him, like Andy Reid, once said, "You're out of here. Send him home." You know, and the Steelers just I said, oh, "We can't do it anymore." Well, uh, I'll tell you this: I, we only live in the era we live in, so I don't know if this was different twenty years ago. I feel like it was different twenty years ago. 
What there never is is a discussion about what's quote-unquote good for the game. And it's funny because, to your point on the discussions that get had on Twitter, there's like two sides. You're either pro-player, anti-owner, or you're pro-team, anti-player, right? And I and I, I do think, like, Kawakami makes me laugh a lot, and I, I, I agree with him. Like, fans, like, why do you care how much it's costing your owner? Like, you should just want your owner to do whatever it takes for your team to be good. Because in the end, even if they're even if they're spending more money than other teams, they're still making money. Like, they're fine. Why would you side with the owner over the player? And my thing is like, well, I'm not siding with owners or players. I'm just we look at this from like a value standpoint outside of a podcaster standpoint, a value standpoint from it, like a GM's perspective. But I don't think it's good for the I don't think it's quote unquote good for sports, like you said, when all the good players end up in four places because that's where they want to go in basketball. I don't think it's good for basketball. I like I don't think it's good if uh now it's harder in the NFL though. Like it's just it's tougher in the NFL for it to work. But but I, I would say this and I, I I don't know exactly what Tim tweet you're talking about, but I think No, no, I, I'm I, just saying generally Kyle Kahn no, is always no, like I, dude, what, what are you what are you upset for your owner for? Like your owner's going to be fine. And I, I that always I, makes me laugh. I, I, one guy that kind of drives me nuts on Twitter is just why are you counting other people's money guy and defending agree, players. Yeah. Like yeah. I, in baseball for sure. And for NBA max guys. Yeah, for sure. But with NBA role players and just NFL players, it's a salary cap fucking league. So if you are not counting money, the exercise when you're discussing all this is kind of like you're at the little kids table because money and the price of a player does matter. So I'm on like, to me, Antonio Brown, whatever his number was, as long as it wasn't like 30 million a year, I, I think he's properly paid. I got no issue with his money. But when guys, we're going to see this a lot this week because free agency is going to start and there's going to be some outrageous contracts. And a lot of people, you paid him what? You're allowed to say that when you're, when you're talking about the NFL because people's salaries, like is, you don't have an unlimited amount of money to pay people, right? You, you know where I'm coming from on yeah, this? Yeah, is that yeah, fair? Yes. Like, I, the Raiders thing on Antonio Brown in a vacuum, yeah, he's properly paid, he's, whatever. They have so much money, it doesn't matter. But you see, we talk a lot, and we're a little jaded because the two teams in our backyard have a combined, like, $130 million. There are some teams in the NFL, I saw a tweet the other day, like, a couple teams were over the cap, a couple teams were hugging it. It, it does affect, like, the Eagles. You know, like, there's The Chiefs were right up against it. There are teams that... Uh, you pay, you overpay by four or five million. It throws off the whole hierarchy, and that and you could argue, and I think this is like the Rosemans and the Belichicks. Even when you do have cap space, you don't always. Now Antonio Brown is good enough, so if he plays well and he's in a good mood, like that money's fine. But when you do those type deals, even if you're under in a couple years, you could then be over or be up against it or have opportunities that aren't there because you've signed dumb deals. So, like, every deal and every dollar in the NFL does really matter. And I, I don't think that gets, you know, the the player empowerment guy. And it's same in the NBA. Like, a bad contract, even more so in the NBA. Because there's only – because once you get a good player, he takes up such a high percentage of your cap. If you have a, a guy that's not playing making $10 million, that's crippling. In the NFL, you can get off these contracts so fast. But, like, if Kirk Cousins has a really shitty year, Let's say it just really bad, like regresses again. You just go, God, this is not working out. Yeah. That contract is pretty devastating for them, right? 
because they'd be on the hook again next year for whatever, thirty-two million. Like that, the money does matter. It does. Look at Derek's money. There was a point in time I was like, I was Derek, and I've even I, I thought it was like all in. This guy's gonna be a top five quarterback. Then I've kind of gone back, but I think we'd all agree he has the physical capabilities and he's done it before. Now is he mentally confident enough? Does he have the right coach, the right environment? I don't know. It's going to be fun to watch him play this year. I'm interested to see how he back, bounces back. But his number, if he goes the opposite way, then is not a positive. Like, that's not – if he's a terrible quarterback next year, that's not really tradable. No one wants a guy that's not good at $20 million, right? Right. For players to be a good contract value, they still have to be good, productive players. Yeah. Well, that's what makes, like, the Kelechi Osemele thing interesting, right, in that he wasn't as – He's not viewed as the same guy last year by the Raiders. Part of that was John, uh, like you, like you alluded to. They thought he shouldn't have missed five games when he missed five games. The report is he's going to get traded to the Jets, uh, and there goes his ten million bucks. One of the highest played guards in the league, but you're still going to need a guard. Now I understand, like you, you're going to have to. You, your Antonio money's got to come from somewhere, even though they got money. Should a guard be one of your highest paid players? I'm okay if you don't feel like it needs. It needs well, to be. this is my argument last year. Like, when the Khalil thing got weird, fucking get rid of Kelechi. To me, Colette, guards are really easy. Like I, the, I, That is the I, irony I, here, right? It's like, the, Khalil, not, like, we don't want Khalil here. Antonio's doing the same thing to a higher degree on somebody else's team, and you want him. Guy, that's where, like, the, the elephant in the – the Khalil elephant in the room, to me, it's still hard to shake. And these moves, to me, are still connected to that. But ty, ty, like, ty, ty, Tyron Matthew Kelechi, agrees. That, what did he say? Tyron Matthews, like, still miss Khalil Mack, though, or something like that today. <laughs> well, because, again, they, you could have just got rid of Kelechi last year. That's why, I, remember, you and I were talking about this a couple years ago. Like, it's hard to build a team when you have the two highest-paid guards in the league and the highest-paid center. You were saying that from the first day that, like, that offensive line got really expensive. Because it's the first thing people say. Because Derek is, hadn't been paid yet. Amari was going to need to get paid. Khalil was going to need to get paid. They paid Gay Jackson first. And I like Gabe, and I get it. They drafted him, and I fuck keep Gabe, but you gotta let Kelechi go. You can't. The first thing you learn, like NFL 101, is like you can't fall head over heels for a guard or a center, or you gotta pick a couple of them. You can't if all three are great. One of them's probably gotta go. Gruden and just clean it up, Reggie's mess, John. <laughs> you know, I I think that was a huge mistake is not relieving Kelechi of his duties last year, and then to me, guy, he had a bad year. He's banged up. Like, hey, John, you fucking punted on the season week one. Sorry if he didn't give you everything he had middle of the season through some injuries. To me, shitting on him on the way out now, again, Gelkin, he just knows what they're thinking. Did they really want that out? I, I don't know. Gelkin, so Michael Gelkin tweeted, some in the organization believe he should have missed fewer than five games. Like, is that necessary? Like, if you're the Raiders, to necessary. me, not I mean, want none, that out. None of it's necessary, no. It's not, not – yeah, I mean, what are we even talking about here? Is it, what's the point <laughs> of this, any of this? Where are we? <laughs> what is this? Who, are, who I, am I? But I just think a guy – it'd be one thing if it was like, yeah, they signed this random guard and just kind of – traded him on the way out. Guy, his first two years, he was like one of the best signings in the league. Two yeah. fucking Pro Bowls, he was a badass. I know. And I, then to kind of shit on him after one bad year – and I get he wasn't Gruden's guy, but – I, I thought that was kind of like well, I, John. I'm torn because I do think like we've talked offensive line play. Like that was a big topic last year, and Kelechi being hurt or not being as good or whatever. Like obviously the Jets believe he can get back to being the player he was the year before, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he can. 
but protecting Derek is kind of a key to this whole thing. Now that said, I'm well, I got why well, I think he, to me, guy, he was traded just because it's a historic amount of money out yeah, there. Like so some of these teams. Uh, fundamentally, I'm okay trading the guard that's going to make ten and twelve million dollars the next two years. So I think it was I think it was an easy deal for both teams. Like I, I just taking a you swing do have to on find a, but John, you do have to find a guard to protect Derek Carr. Well, they just they just signed the guy. They extended him that was uh, that filled in for Kelechi last year. They kind of liked. They gave him a couple million bucks, so he would probably do that. And you maybe draft a guy in the mid rounds, and you let him compete to win it. And you got Gabe and Rodney. To me, the problem is, and the elephant in the room on the Raiders. Is are their two tackles good? Because if yeah. their two tackles are terrible, they they got problems. I, I think you're going to see more Kalechi types. Because to me, Kalechi was like two years two years away from being. I think the way Justin Houston was viewed. If it was two years ago, with all this money, uh, someone would have traded for Justin Houston. But it was like, ah, uh, Justin Houston just shot. I think Kalechi's still one year away from. Maybe he still got one good year left in him. And, and the then Jets, you, you cut him after that year. Yeah, it, well, then he wouldn't be tradable at that number. Like Justin Houston right now at his age is not tradable. And I, I a couple years ago, on a different number scale, but remember Anquan Bolden was making $8 million. There wasn't as much free agent money. And the Niners just got him for like a six-round pick. While he was in Africa. Can, was he in Africa when they traded for him? I think so, yeah. But part of the reason... He, he was not. He was on the block. He was not on the block right, because, right. and he was better than Kolech. Like he was still playing at a high level. It was just we can't afford to pay you. And I think you're going to see a lot of that in the next couple of days, with just even lower end guys, four or five million dollar guys. The teams up against it are just trying to move off of. Because again, what you make in a salary cap league? Why are you counting their money? I don't know because all of their money adds up to a final amount that I can pay my team, and I'm a fan of Team X, so yeah, I count their money. I mean, yeah, it, this isn't like your neighbor that you're going to knock on his door and like ask him how much money he makes, yeah, it, and then it, tell the neighborhood. Well, one problem, I <laughs> like, get, I'm sorry, I, this is a sport where like the fans get to have opinions about how much you make. Like, it sucks, but that's Kyrie. Like, what somebody said, like Kyrie's got 13 million dollars in endorsement. You don't get to complain about. The cameras, if the camera, you know, you can, you it doesn't mean like people just be disrespectful for you, put cameras in your face at all times, but like you don't like James Dolan, you don't get the, you you're kicking people out for asking you to sell the team. Like guys, you don't understand this business. My, I, I, where I get really angry, guy, and I think a lot of times the media when they freak out, like hey guys, I think you're a little out of touch. That like if I'm a fan, let's just say I'm a diehard Niner fan, let's use Raider fan for this example, so I don't make people mad. Uh, let's say I'm a diehard. Let's just use a random team, a Texans fan. I don't let's, go to no, any games. No, let's say you're a Titans fan, John. Titans Twitter. Okay, I don't. I, I don't go to any Titans games, but I watch every minute of every game, preseason included. My time is money. Like the which in the NFL would tell you, I'm. I want your time more than I want you to come to a game. Like your your television rating to me means more than your ass in a seat, unless you're buying a suite. But as long as you're buying the games and going to my team's website, like these fans, and this is why the NFL is so big, they spend so much time. And the time equals all the money. And most of these media people, they're so bad at business, they never understand that. And it feels like the the casual fan that gets mad, like, I think Antonio Brown kind of fucked my team with the Steelers. The media is like, that guy, you're a loser for thinking that. Let the player be. Like, no, he can think that. I'm sorry. The, I'm sorry. The, the, you need the fans to be passionate almost irrationally for them to spend almost irrationally, right? Because the amount of money that I you spend. The media needs them too. Well, that's what I'm saying. The amount of money that you spend for all this stuff is irrational. Like, 
Like, hey, uh, you, uh, you need them to have the subscription to The Athletic. You need them to subscribe to whatever it is that you're selling. Like, you need them to care about the thing or else they won't well, that, spend the money on it. Like, that's, that's why, kids, I think back that's why babies your, are cute, John, because they're a lot of work, but they need the parents to invest in them. So you got to love them. They got to make you love them. The teams, but, like, I don't expect you to be rational. Just like I don't expect you to be rational about your kid. Well, guy, your premise of what was your statement about the game? It's, is it good for the game? Yeah, like we we never talk about what's good for the sport, like in the context of what players are doing and what teams are doing from a money standpoint. We do from like an we talk about it with like the commissioners and like the pace of play and all that stuff. But yeah, that was the point. Yeah, and I I, I think the more and more like the the NBA has clearly has a problem with this right now. Right. There are players like the one thing the NFL. This as long as if twenty five players attempted to do this, Antonio Brown tomorrow, it would be a major problem. Because why? It would turn off the customer. Well, you don't have to go to a game to be a customer. Like I said, you are more valuable on your couch. You well, really are, guy. Well, that's why some teams are trying to change things, John. The uh, the Giants and the Angels are among the teams going to digital only tickets like you have to have the team app scan the ticket you cannot print tickets at home anymore uh now you can go to the box office and they'll print a ticket for you but the point is like i don't get the i want you to have my app on your phone and i want you to open the app and when you open the app to pay for the ticket you're also going to see the special that's at the dugout store and you're going to see that the cha-cha bowls are just around the corner from you and it's just it's engagement it's what it's what you were saying it's time it's getting people to spend time on your platform what if i don't have a phone then you can go to the box office and they'll print you the ticket okay well are fans mad about that no i I don't know the giants and the angels were the only two teams i don't know the only two i just saw the angels doing it and then i saw shulman said the giants are doing it too yeah it makes sense do you have a phone yeah i do i mean that's that's a good idea. That's a good business idea. It's, yeah, it's I, I also, business. What I also think, like, I, I'm sorry, getting rid of Kelechi Osemele's, like, player in power. Did Kelechi get screwed? What if he wanted to play for the Raiders still? No, the Raiders made a good decision. Everyone's like, see you later, Kelechi. You know, they, my, my problem with the player empowerment with fan, they pick and choose. If it's not their guy, they're like, he's getting screwed. The moment it happens to their team, they're like, fuck that guy. Well, I feel like it's media that goes player empowerment more than fans. Well, but the media then gets because they do it because they get a select amount of people that give them attaboys. Oh, and exactly. So they, yeah, that's yeah. why. But they usually do the it. attaboys come from other media members. Well, that originally, but uh, or initially, but I also think they get a segment of their followers that agree and they think it's right. When I think the majority of the people and the majority of sports fans, are, as crazy as it sounds, are not on Twitter. Uh, Think that like player empower- they're not for it. Why? Because most humans are not empowered. Most people are kind of at the behest of their employer. It doesn't relate to that. And I, I I try to consciously think of that because I talk to random sports fans. You just try to keep a beat on the people. They often do not think like the go-to media member that's tweeting about it. Well, they just here, don't. You know, great example, John. I was st- extra two hours in the airport in Seattle on Saturday night. And I'm just sitting down at like a counter where I've got. A couple, I've got my computer, my iPad set up, and the guy sitting next to me is trying to watch a basketball game on his cell phone. Like, and I said, "Hey, I'm streaming the game right here. You can just watch it with me on the on the iPad because the iPad's a bigger screen." It was the UW. You guys were watching the same game. Yeah, it was the UW Oregon game. I was like, "Just watch, just here, just watch this one. You can put your save your battery or whatever." So we're talking, whatever. Turns out he's a big Oregon Ducks fan, 
I said, oh, are you going to the game? Are you going to the Auburn football game? He's like, well, I don't know. Tickets, you know, tickets, I think are going to be like 150 bucks. It's pretty pricey, that plus hotel. I think if you told a, a media member tickets to that game are 150 bucks, they'd be like, oh, not, it's, not, it's pretty good for a big game. But $150 to people before you consider, maybe I got to buy another ticket. I got to buy the hotel. I got to buy the plane. $150 for a ticket is a lot of money. I think, and majority, I think we gloss I think the majority over, of the we, media members would 100% think that's cheap. Yeah, and we and we all part of it is like there have been plenty of big games where tickets are 150 bucks and they sell out. So maybe they don't need that guy's money, they'll get somebody else's 150, whatever. But, but that's not is, your point. Yeah, that's not your point. No, it's the a, point is a, a lot for that diehard people. Fan. A, yeah, a majority of people have to make a big decision about whether they're going to spend 150 on a ticket. And guess what? I'm with them. <laughs> like if we really honest about this, because I told the guy what you and I were talking about. When I go to a game as a fan, I'm like, holy shit, this is, you have to like this. This is hard. For a media member, you can go to a game that you don't really want to go to, but it's easy to go to it because you got to pass for this, you got to pass for that, and the food's seven bucks or it's free or whatever. But being a fan, like, takes it's investment. A, it's expensive, bro. Emotional and financial investment. Well, and well, you're not going to get people, you will never, ever get people. Freaking out about some guy who's only making ten million because his boss is making a hundred. Like, well, yeah, they're both making more than me. So, who do you want me to cry for? I also think one issue right now, and this is not a shit on the media topic, but for the media on this topic, because I feel they are very, very out of touch with this, is that most people that, if you're listening to this, that you follow, the the average media member you follow is making six figures plus, and a lot of the big ones are clearly making huge cash. I'm not even talking about like. Stephen A. and the Shepherds making millions. I'm just saying the average media member you follow probably makes between 150 and 200 thousand. So even just the money that they have, um, I don't know about local. I, yeah, I. I mean, maybe some newspaper writers. Yeah, I maybe 150, maybe 200 a little. I, I think they're making six figures. I think a lot of the bigger, like the main media guy for your team, is usually making decent cash. Yeah, he's not making nothing. No, no, he's making. There's a reason you're doing it. Now I'm not even saying like, I I actually always think the one thing I I like about our media is like the Mayokos, the Tims, Tims aggressive on Twitter. But when you're around him, like you have normal, like he knows, he gets this. I think a lot of media members are so extreme, and they've they've lost touch with. 150 guy. Let's even say just a random game. Like I don't even know who the Warriors' next game is. You can get in maybe for like $90, $80, let's say. I don't even know if you can, but let's just say something. Like, that's a lot of money to someone. If you got to buy, you're not going to go by yourself. You're going to take your kid. You're going to take your girlfriend. Then you got to pay for parking. And then I experienced a couple weeks ago at the Kings game. Every You want to get a drink, two, well, two drinks for the both of you. You're at 40. You know, it's just a lot of money. And, I, and, I, and this is what I think. I don't think people judge Antonio that harshly because he's good enough. So at the end of the day, people go, well, he's a fucking superstar. So people get it. But I, I think they do have a problem when – and he's kind of won and he's done things in big games. Like Anthony Davis, you're bitching and moaning. You're a great player. You've won five fucking playoff games. And you're sitting in front of me calling yourself a CEO. Like I, I'm sorry. The, the, the casual sports fan is disgusted by that. <laughs> and that's where I think the media is a little out of touch with that. Like They, they think it's a joke. And I got news for you. I think a lot of people in the leagues think it's a joke. Coaches, players, yeah. like, yeah. they, they just, like, what do you think the NFL as a whole thinks of Antonio Brown right now? I don't have a problem with him, really. I actually learned to enjoy him. I, I think there's like a number of players on. that are probably watching and going like, oh, my God, he pulled it off. 
Like, that's, oh, I can't believe he pulled it off. But I couldn't pull that off, right? Like, I think that's... Well, I also think this. Like, it would take... The one thing he did, too, that took it to another level that it takes balls slash, like, you could end your career, like, shitting on a quarterback. Right? I mean, he eviscerated Ben. He picked the right guy, but he was playing with the right guy. Yeah, like, what, what if you're like, well, what's my, uh, can't guard me, Mike Thomas, who's like, looks really excited, and the, what's he going to do, shit on Drew Brees? <laughs> you know, what's he going to do, take a dump on Sean Payton's reputation? It uh, gets difficult. Well, there's the Giants, John. I mean, look, what if Odell started saying things about Eli Manning? Uh, now, Eli's not difficult as a player, right, as like a person. That's not the issue. There's debates about how, if he's got anything left. Odell hasn't really said anything, um, but I, like as this Antonio thing unfolded, my, one of my thoughts reading something that Schefter wrote was like o- Odell Beckham becomes, I think, even a little more valuable to the 49ers, even a better value to them after Antonio got paid. And what Schefter wrote was like Julio, A.J. Green, Michael Thomas, Amari Cooper, Tyreek Hill, like all these guys are seeing what Antonio just got. Antonio got new money. Anybody that gets paid at that position is going to be happy about it. And I'm looking at Odell making 19, John, a year, going, well, Amari's making 14 right now. What's Amari going to be making after he gets paid next? If every receiver's happy about Antonio, then I should be happy to have a receiver that's under contract. And Odell is under contract. And we might look at that deal in a year or two and go, we were fine with it before. We're even more fine with it now at $19 million a year. Deal looks fantastic. You you could say though, just on paper, Antonio Brown should be making like three or four more than Odell, but Odell's got such a big contract last year, and Antonio's contract was older. Like to me, Julio didn't he kind of got a bump last year? Remember there was a little some weird shit going on. Uh, I think it's going to be fascinating with Amari. Amari's his resume isn't close. Like everyone keeps saying, like thank God we didn't have to break off Amari. I don't think Amari's getting nineteen million. To me, he's like a sixteen million dollar a year player. Because if I'm the Cowboys, my comp is like Devontae Adams, who, who's been better. Devontae is one of the steals of the, steals of the league making 14 and a half. To me, Julio would have a beef. Motherfucker, yeah. I want more new money. To me, Julio, Julio does he's, have the a guy, beef. he's the guy with the leverage. Like, does How much leverage does Amari have? I, I, I've never thought he had that much. Well, I mean, what his leverage would just be that he's about to be a free agent. Yeah, but I, I, when people were acting like, Last year, he was going to no-show to Raiders training camp if they kept him. Like, did he? Khalil had 50 times more leverage than him just as a player. Yeah. Like, again, this is back to our original argument. Amari, until he got rolling again in Dallas, was not good enough to pull that type shit. Why? In the NFL, guys don't pull that type stuff when you're not good enough. Like, he would have been like, he because he would get crushed. We're like, what are you doing, bro? Like, is he good enough even with the Cowboys right now to not show up at training camp if he doesn't have a new deal? He does because I think his agent might tell you, well, he's got a little leverage. They need him. Yeah, and, and I, again, he, this yeah. is the last year of his contract. So, like, I think he proved to them he's much more valuable to them than he ever proved to the Raiders. Somebody had a great tweet. Did you see this one, too? Like, man, A.B. has shown, AB has shown the Raiders more love in 24 hours than Amari did in four years. <laughs> he's just a different person. I don't know who tweeted that, but it was good. Yeah, but, but my point is just, like, he has, like, I don't think we can look at, I think Amari going into the Raiders season is different than Amari right now to the Cowboys. He was. I, I agree. So do you think, if you had to guess, and I say, well, let's assume this, 
They do not have a new deal worked out by the time training camp starts. Is he is Amari Cooper at Dallas Cowboys training camp? I think he is. But it wouldn't just, make just that just out of good faith or Yeah, I mean I, I I don't know. I just feel like he'd show up. Because I feel like it's gonna be close to I think they're gonna get it done. I'd be surprised if Amari's like really doing what Khalil did last year. Well the other thing is it was clear with Khalil, like he's getting way more money than Derek Carr. Is Amari getting a bigger contract than Odell Beckham? No. So th- that to me Khalil couldn't risk. Now Amari's got a big risk too, because what would Odell get like sixty-five million dollars? That Amari goes, okay, I got fourteen guaranteed. Well, if I tear my Achilles in training camp, and let's say I would have got sixty guaranteed, you do the, you know, that's a big difference. Khalil's was gigantic, right? It was he was scheduled to make thirteen, and we thought, you know, he's probably going to get around eighty. Now he ended up getting ninety, but the gap was so wide. The other now, leverage, Khalil. Sorry, the other uh, leverage Khalil had was, um, I I know I can get more money from somebody else, and I can make you like I'll just I'll, I'll you trade me. That's fine. You'll have to trade me, and I'll get paid by somebody else. Like Cowboys aren't trading Amari Cooper. No, but they have other guys to pay, and this is where I think one of the articles on Khalil last year. Or I mean, the thought on Khalil being kind of mad is that Gabe got paid first. Derek got paid first. All these guys were getting paid, and then it was like, God, you're not going to pay me? And then I kind of have to wait, and then you're kind of being stingy? Where I think Amari, time to get paid, but if you're the Cowboys, are you going to pay Amari before you pay Zeke? Are, are you going to pay Amari before you try to figure this thing out with Dak? Now, I probably would, but you just see how it could get complicated. What if those guys get broken off and he doesn't? Well, let's go back to the 49ers, though. Like, How many years away are we from Odell needing to redo his contract? Before it's up. Well, he to me he's he's been underwhelming because he hasn't been playing, and he's been playing with a shitty play. He got hurt two years ago. This year, I think he had like seventy-seven catches. He was solid. I mean, he looked fine. His quarterback just let him down. Yeah, a year. Because if he came to the Niners, had an incredible year, and had a hundred catches, I would then not blame Odell for wanting new money. Now, but here would be my counter: you are one of the top-paid players. It's not like you're vastly underpaid. Like to me, the argument would be. Guys like Devontae Adams making 14 and a half gets 10 touchdowns next year. It's like, motherfuckers, I'm six, seven million under. To right. me, Odell, even if he had a big year, it's like, hey, man, you're still the third highest paid player in the league. Yeah, it's such, like, I think this contract is really good in that it's it's a it's good for him at 21 this year, 19-2 next year. But it's also good enough that uh, for the team that you're going to see other receivers get close to that number and you're going to feel good about paying it, although maybe no one will quite go over it, so he's still going to be able to be at the top of the list. I, I, I think the issue that these that what Odell or what Antonio just did, and when you bring up uh, when you bring up Odell Beckham Jr. or Khalil Max or Aaron Donald, guys freak out when they get to the point of the fake contract when it's like ne- not a penny's guaranteed anymore. The moment I slip, you'll just get rid of me. Where like Odell, he's not even close to that point because he's got guaranteed money for like the next couple years. So it's like you can't do shit with like you just gotta pay me. Right. Well, I think they Antonio was at the point where he was like six months away from going into this basically like the equivalent of a free agent year, even though he's still under contract, but it, the contract is useless. And that's where I think the tipping point with really good players can be. Now you just don't often see non-quarterbacks 
get to the point in their contract, and Odell is still two years away from where it's just the contract is just fluff. Yeah, you're right. It's it's two years. It's two years. So if you're the Giants, his value in theory, unless now he might ball out, but based on the contract, his value is probably a little better today than it is on this day next year, in terms of what you could get back. Now, if he just, I mean, he's only 26, so he might just go out and have 100 catches and 17 touchdowns and. But if you traded for Odell, you'd be thinking, I got this guy for the next six, seven years. Like, you're thinking, I'm going to give him another yes, contract. Yes. It might just be earlier than you thought. And you might not even feel that bad about it if he changes it around your franchise. Now, he's got to stay on the field. But I, I think you're two years away from that. So, you, 100% right. His value right now is much stronger than it, even if he just has another solid year. But he'd be the type of guy that would want new money. I, I just think he was a, he was a good... I think he's an attractive asset for the 49ers before. I think just watching the Antonio thing play out, he's a more attractive asset today. Uh, I saw I saw Jay Glazer say on Instagram, he's like, the one thing that this That the NFL thing, should hire combat vets as referees? I, I like that idea, guy. I really kind of did. <laughs> but uh, I, I thought that... I, I really actually like that idea. I'm glad you brought that up. That... This Antonio Brown trade, the three and the five, like it could have impacts negatively or positively on just some trades. Like let's say the Atlanta Falcons were open to trading Julio or the Giants end up pulling the trade for Odo Beckham. Three and a five is not great value. Right. Like is it realistic to ask for like multiple ones? Like what is the value on Odo Beckham today after that trade? Or is the A-B situation kind of just different? I think it's different. Because you have to pay him and he was like going scorched earth. Yes. The bigger issue probably is because you have to pay him. Uh, but the Scorchers thing is not, nothing because you know that the team that has him doesn't have a lot of leverage. So so to me, what is Odell Beckham's value right now? Is it what we've been talking about? Flop a two and a six, give a second, and then what's next year? Is, is a one too strong? Uh, on paper, a one, that, a two, and a flop? Of, yeah, that, that that's considered giving two ones and a two. Even though we don't like considering it that. Yeah, that's God. I know we've been talking about it for a, for a while. It's the more I keep saying it out loud, the more it sounds like too much. Yeah, the, the more we talk about it, I agree with you. Um, I I think. What about two a and flop six. and a one? Or a flop and a two? I mean, a flop and a two obviously feels better, but is that good enough for Odell Beckham if you're the Giants? What if I did a flop? So you get two, I get six. Mm-hmm. You get thirty-six, and you get my next year's two. I get to keep my one. Yeah, I mean, I'd have, I'd offer that. You'd, you'd rather do two for six and next year's one. So you still get six Odell Beckham and pick thirty six. You just don't have next year's one. So you, you could argue they got two ones, even though I don't think you, you and I wouldn't consider it like that. I'd feel better, I think, about a flip flop and two twos than a flip flop and one one. Although, because this year's although this year's two is like almost a one. This year's two is really good. That's why it was powerful for the Raiders not to give up their two in this Antonio Brown trade. Yeah, and that's where if you're a Steelers fan, you're like, how the fuck we not at least get the two? That that's what makes you feel really good is because you have three ones. You could have you could see them overpaying with one of those ones, thinking, well, we've got three of them. What the hell? And they didn't do it. I mean, they didn't see, get I, close. I would to not them. even say one of those ones. I'm just saying they, they might look at that pick 35. Yeah, or even, yeah. 
That's where I think the Niners with Odell, that pick 36 means a lot to them. Because they look at it. I've listed the names before. Darius Leonard. I, I don't know if you checked. He was an all-pro last year, pick 36. Darius Slay. Derek Carr. Like, in the last six or seven years, that pick, and if you just, even if it wasn't that pick, if you just looked at pick 34, 35, 36, the last five or six years, you're gonna, you would notice a lot of names. Well, right? so, yeah, I mean, it, it makes the point again. The cost in acquiring Odell Beckham is not his contract. You'll happily pay that contract. The cost is the picks. Cost is the pick. You, you would, the Niners would take Odell's contract right now, guy. And add $6 million to it if yeah. it meant they could get him for a third. Yeah. Like, again, they, they don't, like, you, whatever uh, uh, Antonio just got, like, what uh, the added money worked out to be, right, 19 a year for the next three years. Niners would be cool with that with Odell. Even though I, Antonio's a better player or whatever, the money is not the issue to me at all. It's just, are they like, you know, John Morris says he kind of wants to keep him, but if you blow us away, he would okay the trade. Right. Like, well, fuck, what blow him away? That, that's why I keep bringing up that second one because I think you kind of have to blow him away. Unlike Antonio Brown, he's not really just being dangled out there. Like, the GM might want to get rid of him, and I've heard he does. But if you're John, like, you are a businessman. You need to stay relevant in New York, and he is a superstar, and you've already paid him. But if I go, hey, John, I got us two ones and a two, like, fucking just get rid of him, start over. <laughs> yeah. I think they would do that. I think the Giants would do that. But I, I also think that the elephant in the room is if he's available, Gruden can make an offer that's pretty strong. Yeah. That is, he could. He could get Odell and Antonio and Le'Veon. Playoffs? Yes. Or just total implosion. No in between. No 9-7 and seven solid year. They would be an incredible Madden team. Because would you rather do like, what if they're like, okay, I'll give you 27 and 35 for Odell? If, would the, you asking would the Giants say yes to that? That's like, pretty how good. Did the, how did the Niners top that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Who would have a higher selling jersey, Odell or Antonio? Odell. If they're both I don't, Raiders. I don't, it's Odell Beckham, I don't think it's close. I mean, he's one of the, he's more famous than Antonio. Yeah. And he's got a New York fan. I, I, maybe I'm underselling Antonio. I don't know. All right. I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. All right. On that note, um, I don't know what to do Monday. I know what I'm doing Tuesday, though. What's that? Well, I mean, I know what you're doing Tuesday, and so now I know what I'm doing Tuesday. Can we say it or no? Should we yeah, wait? Maybe. In Los Angeles. Tuesday morning? The Herd? Maybe, maybe on Collins show? Is that is it a maybe or is it a yes? No, yeah, I'm going. Do you on know? Show. Do you know what time yet? No, I don't. All right, we can go hang out. I texted him today. I said, "Hey, is it cool if I show up when you show up? Just want to watch you operate." He's like, "Fuck, hell yeah!" There you go. I realized one problem I have is it was one of those weeks where you just I can have a bundle of button-up shirts just sitting there. It's like, what do I need to take the cleaners for? No rush. All my shirts, I'm not even gonna be able to get them. You can do like one day. It's not a one-day dry clean. Well, they're already gone. They're already at the place, and oh. I'm leaving superly on Monday morning, so I might have to, you know, go a little throwback in the in the closet, make it work. Fresno State Bulldog Polo. But again, what are you like, I, I hang my hat on content, not necessarily the, the look. What would I pay you to wear a, an old Fresno State Bulldog football polo shirt on the herd? 
Is that not a terrible idea to go branding, like just do something like that, like wear a Sack Kings polo or something? People are like, oh, that's the guy that wore the Kings polo. You know, just something to get remembered. Because if you just wear like some button-up padded shirt or whatever, everyone does that. Wear a Man U jersey. Also, there's, a, there's a bald white guy with a sports coat on. Like, a, yeah. would, I, I, would I be better off just wearing, yeah, just like a Cleveland Browns polo? I'm serious. There's something off the wall. Baker. But wear a Baker jersey. Who does Colin hate the most? Wear that guy. Like a John Wall jersey. Yeah, Russell, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Backwards. So that would be kind of funny, phone. actually. That's not a terrible <laughs> idea, guy. Just give me credit. That, that is not a terrible <laughs> idea say at I, all. Just say it was my idea. Russell Westbrook jersey on the show. Yeah. All right. On that note. Peace. Go get it, everybody. Save big on Brunch for Mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.